Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends. I hope you are all doing well so far. This week, I'm excited to talk with you today about this particular topic. It's kind of um, a very practical uh, topic, but also kind of comes from that deep level strategy. Um, Practical because it focuses on figuring out how to be a little bit more intuitive with your eating, with your food, which is always a goal for me, for my clients, because there is such freedom once you can get away from calorie counting, thinking about food all the time, etc., etc. And by the way, I'm I'm not saying that counting calories or macros or logging food is a bad thing. Often many of us need to do this first in our journey to really understand what we are consuming and why. And so logging things um, and counting things can often be a very invaluable uh, learning process, a very valuable learning process and can be very important. But eventually the goal would be to be able to get away from, from that and to focus on other things in our lives. So getting to where we can really sense when we are truly physically hungry When we know our bodies truly need nutrients versus when we are emotionally hungry or psychologically hungry, when we know that hunger is just an emotional need that is not being met, uh, that's when we, we really hold the key to making a decision in that moment. We can slow down with food. We can make conscious decisions to eat or to not eat and to feel good about that decision. And also, I would say in this practice, this doesn't always mean, you know, once you get good at this, it doesn't always mean you're not going to eat when you're not hungry. There are going to be times you are going to eat even though you're not hungry because that may have to do with another value that you hold, like um, a special uh, Christmas dinner or a special, special holiday meal that you want to share with family, you're not hungry, but you know, you're going to participate in that. So, you know, learning your hunger, your true hunger cues, and then learning to follow them. You know, I just want to say it doesn't always mean you're never again going to not eat when you're not hungry, but you get to make the conscious decision when to do it. So that's why it's so important to understand when we are truly physically hungry or when we are psychologically or emotionally hungry. Okay, so we're going to 
move into all that in just a moment, but I did want to touch on my little revisit with intermittent fasting as I spoke about in last week's episode, and it fits in a bit to today's topic. So as I said last week, I've been using intermittent fasting for many, many, many years now, um, but I got out of it a bit to do a little bit of reverse dieting due to some health thyroid issues and recently now picked it back up. But the way that had always worked for me before, years before when I was doing it, was not working for me this time. So I had to change my eating window from what I was doing for many, many years, um, which was more like fasting for 16 hours and eating within an eight-hour window. Um, And that's what was not working anymore. And I had about 15 pounds to lose. So I moved the ratio to 20 Uh, four, meaning so now what I'm doing is fasting for 20 hours and then have a four hour eating window. And I really have not changed how much I eat in a day, but I just compress it now into that four hour window. And this is finally working for me. Yay. Remember we're all different. Doesn't mean it will work for you, but how this relates to our topic is that intermittent fasting can be a really good tool to start to learn about your true hunger signals. I've seen how implementing intermittent fasting actually helps with appetite correction for many, many people. The longer you do it, the more your appetite corrects. You do eventually have way less cravings, hunger pains, etc., and you realize when you do have those things, you are truly physically hungry. You really learn your personal, true physical hunger signals. Anyway, if you're interested in learning more about this way of eating, and by the way, intermittent fasting is not for everyone. Remember, again, we're all unique and different in our bodies, our lifestyles, etc., but if you are interested in learning more, uh, I did just start a Facebook group for this. Uh, it's just a place to learn more. It's a resource. Uh, you can ask questions there. You can read other people's questions there. Uh, you can ask to join. It's a private group, so you have to ask to join. So you can ask to join by going to Facebook and searching in groups for my group, which is Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle for Weight Loss, Maintenance, and Health. I think maybe you could search groups and search my name too, but... Um, Like I said, it's a private group, so you'll have to ask to join, but we'd love to have you. Okay, so moving on to our topic, how to tell if you are physically hungry or emotionally hungry and why it's important to know. If you're trying to lose some weight and or gain back health or create optimal health, then what we eat is one of the most important ways to go about this. I might even say the most important what, what we eat not only influences our health physically, but our mental and emotional health and moods as well. I, I'm sure you can remember maybe a time you ate or drank something <clears throat> or had too much of something and literally felt more emotional or had less patience the following day. And now we have lots and lots of scientific studies that show depressive symptoms and anxious symptoms Actually, many uh, psychological conditions can often be relieved or reduced by changing a person's diet. So what we eat really does influence not only our weight, what's on our bodies, how our bodies are shaped, but and our health, but literally who we are and how we experience the world. Our food choices are a big, big deal. So learning to distinguish when you are truly physically hungry What your body is truly hungry for is a pretty big deal. If we learn to eat 
most of the time only when we are truly physically hungry and not when we are emotionally hungry, like stressed, sad, happy. And yes, many of us emotional eaters don't only eat when we experience difficult emotions, but also when we experience happy emotions. So, but if we can learn this, then we are one step closer to whole body and whole being wellness and health, not to mention that the weight drops off. So first premise is to really understand and grasp that hunger is not an emergency. Hunger is not an emergency. If you take away anything from this episode, know that hunger is not an emergency. So your brain is going to make you feel like it is, but it isn't. Now, caveat, you know, this this is different if you are dealing with, you know, a pretty major medical condition. So again, not a doctor here. You guys hear the thing at the beginning. Um, So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about someone who can slip into a diabetic coma. I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm talking about for those of us in general. Your brain is going to make you feel like hunger is an emergency, but it isn't. And I want you to think about this. If we have any fat at all on our bodies, Hunger is not an emergency. We have plenty of energy stored on our body. Now, there are lots of reasons our body doesn't go to those stores. Remember, we don't only have to burn fat to get weight off. We need our body to be able to access it and release it before we can burn it. So our bodies often won't go to those fat stores and would prefer instead to throw up signals to make you consume quick energy in the form of food. Preferably simple carbs, sugar, processed food. Think of this from the perspective of your body. Okay, so this is your body talking. I can't figure out how to access the extra fat I am carrying around, and it would take too much time and energy to figure it out. And because my job is to conserve energy, I know if I throw up a few cravings or some stomach growls, my person's going to throw in some quick energy that I can use because that always happens. And so the hormones go off. The cravings go off, the hunger signals go off, and you oblige the brain and give it quick energy, which then it uses to shuttle more, uh, shuttle more, you know, it uses what it can and then it shuttles the rest to more fat. And the cycle continues. So if you suffer with disordered eating at all, with restriction mentality, then you really have to figure out when you are hungry as well. And your your job is to actually consume food when you are physically hungry. So if you're used to restricting, it can be difficult to make yourself eat when you know your body needs nourishment. So this is kind of the other side of the coin. Learning to listen and then actually feed yourself nourishing food when your body is truly hungry is so important. Many people with disordered eating that involves restriction mentality have difficulty eating when their body actually needs nourishment. So understanding your true physical hunger signals and committing to listening to them and then giving your body what it needs is very, very healing. When it comes to emotional eating, we can truly get hunger signals in our bodies, but these are turned on due to patterns and habits we've created over time. So if we've held the habit of emotional eating, so when we're stressed or sad or happy, we eat, over time, our brain catches on to that so that when we are stressed, it'll send up the hunger signals and that creates a cycle. 
you know, I'm stressed, so I eat, and then I feel calm momentarily. Our brain loves that. So it's going to send up the craving or urge to eat when stressed, when you're feeling stressed over and over again. And this urge can actually mimic a hunger cue to you when really it's just an urge, not an actual hunger signal. So you can experience a physical hunger signal when your body is really not hungry due to this habit. Usually this hunger signal is moderate and relatively short and kind of usually what I hear from clients and myself, this is true as well, it's relatively short, it's moderate, and it kind of comes and goes like small waves. So this is in comparison to immediate hunger where you feel shaky and you can't think clearly or maybe you get a little dizzy. That's like when blood sugar drops. So it's just kind of understanding there are nuances to those physical hunger signals. So one first step, one really great way to sort of start to figure out your physical, true physical hunger cues versus your emotional or psychological hunger cues is to keep a food journal for two weeks or longer if you need to. So writing down not only when and what you eat, but also what you were doing and feeling before you started eating. You know, and we're gonna talk about a hunger scale that you can use as you're keeping track of this. Um, So you can write down where you were at on the hunger scale before you ate and where you were at afterwards. And then when you look back at your food journal, you're gonna see some eating patterns. For for instance, you may find that you almost always eat dinner in front of the TV. You may find that you always eat an evening snack even when you're not hungry. You may find that you often snack when you feel like you wanna eat because you know you're bored, you're stressed, or some other emotion, but you're not truly hungry. And so a hunger scale can help you learn basically to tell the difference between true physical hunger and that emotional or psychological hunger that's just in your head. Psychological hunger is that desire to eat, like we talked about, that gets caused by emotions like stress or boredom, sadness or happiness. And when you feel hungry, even though you recently ate, you do wanna check to see if what you're feeling is really a craving brought on by something psychological. So when you start feeling like you want something to eat, rate your hunger first on a scale of one to 10 with one being um, just starving, like so, so hungry, and 10 being so full you feel sick. A rating of five or six means you're comfortable. You're neither, you know, you're not too hungry, you're not too full. So one would be starving, weak, dizzy, Two would be very hungry, cranky, low energy, lots of stomach growling. Three would be pretty hungry, stomach's growling a little. Four would be starting to feel a little hungry. Five would be satisfied, neither hungry nor full, just really neutral. Six would be a little full, pleasantly full. Seven would be a little uncomfortable. Eight would be feeling stuffed. Nine would be very uncomfortable, stomach hurts. Ten would be so full you feel sick. So to eat naturally, and I always think about how babies eat, eat when your hunger is at three or four. Don't wait until your hunger gets down to a one or two. Getting too hungry often, often, often leads to overeating. So when you sit down to a scheduled meal, stop and think how hungry you are. If you feel less hungry than usual, make a conscious effort to eat less food than usual. Stop eating when you reach five or six on the scale. 
don't, you know, the next thing here is not to deny yourself. So your appetite is a strong body signal and part of keeping your body kind of at that satisfied level on the hunger scale um, is eating the things, eating the taste, having the experience of the taste that you like and want. If we try to have an eating plan that cuts out all foods we enjoy, we most likely will not stay on that plan. Um, and really what ends up happening, what I've seen time and time again, myself, my clients, all of us included, we're more likely to eat too much of those foods that we're trying to restrict. But it is important to recognize when it's your appetite talking instead of true hunger. So knowing which body signal is talking can help you manage what you are eating. If you're eating healthy and listening to your body signals, a piece of birthday cake or occasional donut or order of french fries or some pizza here and there can fit into your healthy eating plan. When the holidays come around, it's okay to eat the traditional foods and dishes you love. Just keep listening to your body signals and eat only enough to reach that satisfied level. So a couple more tips here just to go over. Try not to let your hunger drop to a one or two on the hunger scale. When you get that hungry, you're likely to eat faster, make poor food choices, and keep eating past that satisfied point. On the other hand, let yourself feel some hunger between meals. Mild hunger is a good thing. And remember, it's not an emergency. Mild hunger, think of it as as like a sign that you're not overeating. Teach yourself to appreciate hunger pains as a natural part of life and as a sign that you're a healthy eater. Don't eat more now because you think you might not have time to eat later. Eat what your body needs now and worry about later, later. Um, I always, always say don't eat for future hunger. Eat for your current hunger. Some people find that it's easier to eat several small meals throughout the day. Other people do better with three meals, two meals, one meal a day. Um, Some people, including me, do better with fasting. Um, And like I said, eating one or two times a day. Does does leaving food on your plate um, bother you? If it does, like, you know, if if you have, if you're from that clean plate club, um, you can you can kind of use the strategy of for this, take smaller portions. So, you know, you can still clean your plate, but start off with smaller portions and save leftovers for another meal, like pack it away right away. Um, you can share plates with someone. And then, you know, some of that thought work, you can ask yourself, what's more important, a few bites of wasted food or your health? Like, you know, is it more important to, to clean that plate or to make sure that meal is finished or all of it's eaten when it's going to get wasted in your body? Or is it more important to, you know, is your health more important where you are able to just eat to satisfied and not stuffing yourself just to clean that plate or to get rid of all the food? Okay, so when you eat, make your food the main attraction. And this is all about mindful mindful eating. Sit down at the table with your family or yourself, but sit down. You know, try not to eat in front of the TV. Don't read while you eat. Don't don't use your phone while you eat. Give your attention to what you are putting in your mouth, how it tastes, how your body reacts to what you're eating and how much you're eating. Um I highly 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 recommend the book the Yoga of Eating, um, and that is by Charles Eisenstein, I think is how you say it, but The Yoga of Eating, 
Um, it's, it's really just, it's not a long book, but it's just brilliant. And it is, uh, how to learn more and more about how to eat mindfully and with attention, learning to eat mindfully. Um, just that skill alone can get, get you to your goal weight and keep you there. Okay. So that's some, uh, you know, it's a wonderful journey to go on to begin to recognize between true physical hunger and psychological or emotional hunger. And now I'm just going to give you a few really quick strategies I use often and uh, give to my clients and, and that can be implemented quickly within the moment you're trying to decide if you're truly physically hungry or not. Okay. So ask yourself, would you eat broccoli right now? If right now you think broccoli tastes good, makes your mouth water, you can imagine eating it. It would be delicious. If the answer to this is yes, you are hungry. If not, you're probably not truly physically hungry. Okay, next one. Are you stomach hungry or throat hungry? So here you really need to go into your body. Is the hunger in your stomach or is it in your throat? Many of us who use food for emotional reasons actually feel hunger in our throats, not in our stomachs, and we mistake that hunger in our throats for true physical hunger, which it's not. This one may sound a little strange, but you know, try it, practice it, practice asking yourself this question and going into your body. You will find eventually that you can tell the difference. Is the hunger in my stomach or my throat? Another one, when was the last time you ate? If you ate one to four hours ago, you are probably not truly physically hungry yet. Give it a little more time. Okay, this goes back to the first thing we talked about. Ask yourself, what else is going on? What are you feeling? Name the feeling. Are you feeling bored, stressed, anxious, lonely, frustrated? Uh, Do you need to do something you don't want to do? All those emotional states have the tendency to provoke a desire to eat. So if you're in the middle of any of these, take a look at the hunger pains with some skepticism. Another one, have a big glass of water and wait five minutes. Ask yourself, are you still hungry? Another question to ask, how'd you sleep last night? If you didn't sleep very well, then you can know for certain your hunger signals are definitely going to be off the following day. Unfortunately, our our hormones work against us from lack of sleep or disrupted sleep and will throw up lots of hunger craving signals the, the next day. Understanding this and knowing this happens can be really helpful in slowing down and making on-purpose decisions with food the following day. All right, I'm going to recap some uh, practical strategies here. Um, So understand your eating triggers. Know what sights, sounds, situations cue you to eat. If certain foods trigger eating when you're not hungry, remove them from the house for for some time. Just you know, creating an environment that makes uh, makes it easier for us to practice these things for a while can be really, really helpful. It doesn't mean it has to be that way forever and always, but as you're working on these things, it can be really helpful to clean out your environment. Okay, next one, practice mindful eating. Again, highly recommend the book, The Yoga of Eating. Next one, map out your day. Some people find that a schedule keeps them from getting bored and eating. So try planning out your day's activities each morning and write it out. Make a set time for meals um, in this schedule to help stave off boredom eating. So you know when your meals are coming, which means you know you're going to eat during that time. 
uh, but you're not going to eat right now. And often having that written out schedule of um, things to do, just exactly how your day is going to flow can be super helpful. Have a written out plan for when you get bored. Keep a list of You can do household chores you want to accomplish. You're going to read a book. You're going to go for a walk. But have a number of things listed of things you can do if you start to feel bored. Next one, wait 30 minutes. If you want to eat but know you're not truly physically hungry, set a timer for 30. You know, you could even do 20 minutes. Set a time. Just set a timer. (laughs) Set a timer for 10, 20, 30 minutes and see if the urge passes. And keep yourself occupied during that time. Often, that urge to eat will pass within 20 minutes. So if you can learn to kind of really, when we've talked about this before, feel the urge, allow the urge to be there, surf through the urge, often you're going to find at the end of that 20, 30 minutes, you're going to be able to make that decision not to eat. And then finally, I just want, you know, I'm throwing this in here, no one to ask for help. Some of us really need to work with a therapist to control emotional eating. For some of us, it can be um, really detrimental. Emotional eating can be very detrimental, not only to our bodies, but to our lives because there's so much shame around that. So working with someone to help move through move through that can be really helpful. Uh, remember that learning this skill of knowing true hunger from emotional or psychological hunger is a skill. So, you know, like everything, we need to practice and we need to pay attention. So putting your attention here and then practicing the skills that we talked about um, is really important. I guess what I'm trying to say is just remember, you have to practice this. It, it's it's a it's a it's a skill. So it's just like riding a bike, right? You gotta you gotta practice it. You're gonna fall off. You're gonna mess up all the things. So practice, 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 and eventually, it's much more smooth sailing. And that doesn't mean it's perfect, but it's much more smooth sailing. Um, you will be once you do it for a while. You're gonna be surprised at how easy it gets to immediately know if you are truly hungry or not. And once you start eating only when you are truly hungry, you will find you physically feel so much better. Weight drops off. You enjoy eating even more because eating food is so much more pleasurable when you are actually hungry. And mentally, emotionally, you will find you feel so much better. Okay. If you found anything useful from this episode, would you please take the time to subscribe to this podcast? Um, And also, if you're so inclined, give a five-star review. And when you subscribe, you'll be sure to get the newest episodes once they're released. And all this helps me keep the episodes rolling out and continuing to share information like this from this platform. And if you've already subscribed, um, just thank you so much for supporting the podcast and sharing this space with me and for listening. And remember to thank your own self for being willing to consider making small changes in your life to get you closer to your goals and dreams. Come over to Facebook and request to join our IF, our Intermittent Fasting Facebook group. You can search my name in the groups or the name of the group again is Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle for Weight Loss, Maintenance, and Health. Also head over to my social media for more resources. I am not as there as there as often as I've been mentioning lately, but I don't know. I'm I'm maybe I'll be more 
with it when the yuckier weather rolls around. So anyway, you know, come on over. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Heinen Counseling and Coaching, and Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N, Heinen Counseling and Coaching. And once you're there, feel free to direct message me or comment on a post with any questions you might have about all things weight loss, wellness, optimizing health, nutrition, thought work, etc. I'm um, continuing to include questions within my podcast episodes, so um make sure you ask what's on your mind. I also have a recipes only page at Instagram, Peak Protein Recipes. Peak is spelled P-E-A-K. And um, many of you know, I'm a huge proponent of protein for weight loss and health. And I have lived by this rule for me and my clients for almost 15 years now. And um, I set up this separate Instagram page to be used by anyone looking for quick and easy high protein recipes and you don't want to have to search around. Also, all the recipes are listed right under the photos. You don't have to like click around to a website or a blog or anything. They're all right there. And every recipe, including many desserts that I have on there, are all high protein and healthier than regular versions. And just hope you find it useful as you work up your protein intake and get on your way to your healthier you. And if you keep listening right now, you're going to get some more info on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. It's where you get all the actual structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support and coaching behind all the information I am putting out there to lose your weight for good, improve your health, and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast. And then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Mm -hmm.